From Portland, it's the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This week, the team breaks down the latest wildfire situation in Oregon and the first soaking rain in months. Plus, they'll have your City of the Week. Now, here they are, Brian McMillan, Mark Nelson, and Jeff Forgeron. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. This is episode 29. Here we go on this absolutely gorgeous Thursday here in the middle part of September. I'm meteorologist Brian McMillan alongside meteorologist Jeff Forgeron. Hey, Jeff. What's up, Mac? Jeff's coming to you from home, and I also got another meteorologist. That's Chief Meteorologist Mark Nelson. He's also coming to you from his beautiful home along the Columbia River Gorge. Hey, Mark. Waterfront. It is not waterfront. <laughs> yeah, no. the, it's right there. It's got it's got the huge fence. Oh, you, the duck pond. It, yeah. It has the duck pond. <laughs> I've got some woods around me, but uh, no, no view of water. But it is a very beautiful view, yes. He's not counting the moat with the sharks in it. How about the pool? The, the pool that's getting colder by the day. It's shut down. It's covered, and there's leaves on the top. Oh, no. Oh, it's retired it's for the summer. It's in hibernation over. mode. Summer's yep. over. Summer over. Oh, no. Yep. Well, guys, oh, uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, fact that summer is over. We're getting to cooler, wetter weather coming up here. But first, we're going to talk about our fire situation. Let's get to it. Our local headlines. The news headlines are next. Here's what's happening right now. All right, we still have several fires burning in the state of Oregon. No big soakers have hit us quite yet to help kind of squash down those fires. So we got a lot of uh, firefighters, dozens, hundreds of them working out there still on the fire lines. Mark, I I know that we have some rain coming our way. What's the situation with the fires right now, though? All right, so we've got seven large fires burning in the state of Oregon. That's defined by 100 acres or more. Um, I think east of the Cascades, it has to be 300 to be considered a large fire. Um, the biggie in the last week was the Cougar Peak fire, which just erupted. They think it was probably human-caused. Uh, that was just northwest of Lakeview, pretty close to where the um, the boot... Why am I thinking boot hill? Bootleg fire. Bootleg. The bootleg fire yes. earlier in the summer. So this Cougar Peak fire starts on a Tuesday afternoon... Um, quickly grows to a couple thousand acres, and within two days, it's 87,000 acres big. So this thing just exploded northwest of Lakeview, mostly in national forest. And then, since that time, it gained like a few hundred acres. And in fact, in the last day, it just gained 600 acres. Basically, in the northern part, moved out into sagebrush territory. So those are easy to control once they get out there because it's flat, you know, and they can just make lines. Um, so that one has uh, died down. We've got the big old Devil's Knob complex. And that's 67,000 acres. Uh, we got the Rough Patch Complex, the Middle Fork Complex, the Bull Complex. All those are uh, complexes of fires in the Cascades. It started way back in early August from lightning strikes. I remember I was staying at Diamond Lake, Diamond Lake and we had some had some lightning go by, and that's when they started up then. So hey, Mark, of, real quick, yeah. uh, since you're talking about these complex fires, I had a viewer actually send me an email asking what a complex fire is as opposed to... Just a normal fire. A fire would be, um, here's a fire, it's covering a certain area. A complex would be like we get with lightning strikes where there's actually maybe three, four, five different fires. Sometimes they merge, sometimes they stay separate, but they're managed as one complex for the purposes of fighting the fire. You know, they say, okay, this crew is in charge of the 
bull complex, for example. Sometimes a complex will become more or less one fire if they all kind of grow together. So it just means a collection of smaller fires. So that's about, right now for active fires, we've got, oh, and I didn't count, there's two others, the Big Meadow Fire west of Burns. Um, that was one of those that took off, did a few thousand acres, then slowed way down. And the last fire, the Jack Fire, that one actually started at, right after the 4th of July down in that same area near Diamond Lake, kind of the Glide area. That one hasn't changed in a month. So basically it's not all lined, but just the way it's burning, it just hasn't increased in acreage. So the total, you've got about 252,000 acres burning uh, on state of Oregon, uh, or within the state of Oregon, and about 4,000 acres in the last day. So we keep adding acreage, but none of them have exploded in the past month except for that Cougar Peak fire. So it's kind of status quo. They keep burning. And now what happens? It's going to rain, and that brings us to our next big headline because we have not seen significant rainfall since the middle part of June. We're now in the middle part of September. How many months is that, guys? Three full Three. months. Wow. We did have a couple days where we caught a few hundreds of an inch, but that was kind of about it. So what is this going to mean here for the Portland metro area and beyond? Isn't that the driest weather anywhere in the country in the last three months? I mean, the desert southwest, they had the monsoon showers and rain. You know, Tucson had many inches of rain. And we've had, am I correct, five hundredths of an inch at PDX since mid-June in three months. Five hundredths. I think that's it. That's amazing. After after the record dry spring the previous three months. And now you see why mm -hmm. there's trees out there that look, they're not just scorched from the sun. I'm like, are they dying? Some of the smaller trees, like in some of the medians, like along the freeway, I'm thinking those leaves aren't changing and falling off. I think the trees either dying or something's going on with the dry. Well, they were stressed from the heat and the drought. Um, I'm curious what will happen once we start to get wind involved. And um, I, I would say that there are still some, Branches, I was going to use a term that I'm not going to use on the podcast, but there are still some large branches in some of our trees. Um, Widowmaker, if you want to remove that. I don't know if you're supposed to say that or not. But that those, there are, from the ice storms, there are, I walk around my neighborhood and I still see big branches that are kind of like dangling that are ready to come down. So I wonder if like our first real good gusts will start to send some branches down. I think Widowmaker, I've heard that term in forestry and, you know, bloggers and um, arborists. So that's okay. Everybody knows what that means. And we're, we're recording this, by the way, on Wednesday, um, Wednesday the 16th. This was the coldest morning that we've had this season. I didn't see the yeah, what did we What did we end up getting down to? Well, I think the airport, I didn't see the official low. I know we were down to 47. It may have hit 46 at the airport, but Mark, I'll let you look that up. I hit 40 at my house. I know Ooh. it was all 30s and 40s across the metro area this morning. 45, um, 45. 45 was okay so yeah that was definitely the coldest morning so far this season um trees are starting to change a little bit too but i mean it we're definitely getting in that pattern but this was kind of behind a weak cold front that brought in a drier air mass and whatnot now our focus is on uh this 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 really wet air mass that's coming in atmospheric river is setting up you've probably heard that term mark likes mark and, Br and brian both like to call them juicy air masses and i have um followed suit <laughs> i like to say that from time to time Mark, what's up? I was going to say, I just checked. There are a couple spots that froze in the metro area. There was a 31 in Yakult. Vernonia. Yeah, Vernonia, 31. There's a 31 in Yakult. I had a 35 at my house, which and Damascus had a 32. So there was probably frost. Yes, yes, wait for it. There probably was frost on the pumpkin 
in some of the outlying areas. There you go. First time this season. <laughs> oh, man. Now you're talking about my frosty pumpkins. Ugh. All right. Um, so, yeah, after a very dry stretch, we have – it looks like an atmospheric river setting up. Uh, and these can get categorized similar to the way other kinds of storms are categorized. But um, this is going to be a moderate to strong atmospheric river, which means the air mass is going to be really moist coming in with the cold front that's going to plow through it. It's going to be a slow-moving cold front, though. We've been looking at the models, and over the past several days, I've been off, but you guys have been kind of pushing out the timing of the rain arriving to the metro area. Initially, it looked like late morning, early afternoon Friday. Then it looked like afternoon, evening. Now it looks like evening overnight, um, closer to like 10 to 12 o'clock arrival. And then that cold front slowly slides through. We get a good amount of rain, maybe half an inch or so from that. And then Saturday into Sunday, it's scattered showers and a few thunderstorms in the mix, uh, especially during the day Sunday. And I, if you've lived in the metro area for a few years at the very least, you know how this works. We get a punch of steady rain and then behind it for a day or two, scattered showers and thunderstorms. And these are the kind of storms that could get a little, maybe a little spin up, a little funnel. Um, definitely some hail could be involved. And uh um, downpours as well. Yeah, so, this is uh, um, hey, watch out, watch out for that mic right there. Uh, this <laughs> this is the kind of pattern that Mark and I here over the over the years have seen uh, a tornado spin up there on along the Oregon coast or even here inland. So it'll be really interesting this weekend uh, as we see that break up into showers, get some good mixing down there with the heating of the ground. We'll so we'll see what happens. It looks like though I was just checking out some of the ensemble models just to kind of give us a better idea of what we're looking at rainfall-wise. And it still kind of looks like somewhere between one and two inches when all is said and done in the valleys. And obviously, we'll have a better shot at getting greater totals along the coast and the higher terrain as well. Western slopes could get one and a half to three, right? Mark, your your, your house included. I'm thinking PDX, 1.26 inches for the whole event. <laughs> That's your guess? You wanna, are we going to put numbers sure. down right now? Is that what we're 1. doing here? 1.26 for me at PDX. All right, I'm going to go 1.48. Oh. And I'm going to go a little lower at 1.13. The voice of experience right right there, drier than expected. Yep. This is the whole shebang, I mean, by the time we go back to the dry pattern later Monday and Tuesday. All right, and we we have record of this, by the way. Yes, we do now. Uh, So this is is so good, uh, not only for the fact that we have – not seen much rain here over the past three months, but it's also great for those wildfires as well. When we get our first good soaking, Mark, what does that do to these wildfires? Other than the obvious, which is, you know, help out the help out the fight. Well, a bunch of things going on here. One is um, up in the Cascades, there'll be more. So we all we all just made the prediction between one and one and a half inches here uh, in Portland. In this pattern, we'll probably get two and a half to three inches up over those wildflower wild, wild well on the wildflowers too but on the wild I do fires yeah. and uh, <laughs> yes. what will happen is i mean that much rain that will bring a, the, these fires just to a crawl basically all that's going to be burning after that is the big stumps and the large fuels which are still very dry on the inside but I, i'm just telling you everything i've seen and it's important that this is happening in september when we have long cool nights and inversions we'll get fog in the valleys after this because there'll be moisture everywhere so this is going to bring those fires to a crawl no it won't end the fire season but i i could just about guarantee you unless we have some incredible dry east wind for the next two weeks straight which isn't going to happen 
that this will pretty much bring fire season to a crawl. We won't talk about big fires probably after this. And we will. this will also eliminate the threat this year of any sort of wild east wind, big explosion of fires west of the Cascades. This is our danger period, like mid-August to mid-September. And as soon as we get that first rain, it's over. So this fire season is going to end up like 2018 and 2019, where we were scared to death we were going to get a gorge fire type thing again, and then nothing happened. I would say... 95% of the late summers and early falls, we don't get that west of the Cascades. I mean, in my whole 30-year career, once we had the Falls Fire in 91, but the first year I worked here, and then we waited all the way till 2017 to have another east wind type event where we had a big fire that was, you know, the big blow up in the gorge again. So then we had to wait three more years, two more years for the one for the 2020. I guess three years. Wait. Three more years. So the point is, what we had with that gorge fire in 2017 and what we just had last year in 2020 is extremely rare. That may not happen again for 15 years or 20 years. We'll see. I feel like people really approach this fire season differently after our smoke event last year. Just like the obviously they they banned fireworks, but I'm th I think people were a lot more careful about campfires and just cigarette butts and things like that because they know the ramifications at this point what it can lead to but um really quickly on the rainfall doesn't seem like rivers are going to be an issue they're so low right now like river flooding seems like it's like uh not going to be a problem but uh i think like if the if we're going to see any kind of maybe minor debris flows associated with these burn scars they would probably happen in the ballpark of friday night saturday morning as the front is driving through the steadiest heaviest rain time period um, would you guys agree? Yeah, sure. and I mean, otherwise it would be real localized stuff from a you know scattered thunderstorm or something like that. I would say. I mean, the first yeah um, first inch is going to go to the soil, inch and a half. So yeah, going to get absorbed. The rain for most of the valley will not arrive until like tomorrow evening night. Um, I'm like 75% done clearing out my gutters. What a mess! Oh my god. Um, so make sure you, you get that done because this is going to be a good soaking well, that we have. Coming. Tell us about that. How did, like what happened with the gutters? Did they, do you get um, scraped up? I get scraped up. Yeah. There's like one side of my house has a, an ever, like a, you know, an ever like, you know, kind of like a pine tree type of deal. I don't know exactly what kind of tree it is. I should know. Um, a conifer. but yeah, it is. Um, I was up on the corner of the house kind of like clearing out the gutters and, just getting up in that tree, kind of getting scraped up. But um, it, it, we had such a long period in which we didn't get rain that I didn't really worry about the gutters. And um, boy, did that, does that start to add up. So I imagine a lot of you are dealing with that. And just make sure your storm drains are kind of cleared away and uh, the gutters are cleared out. Brian, have you quick, done it yet? Quick gutter story. I uh, Well, when I first moved into this house a while back, it was back uh, nine years ago or something like that, uh, the previous owners had not cleaned out the gutters maybe ever. Oh. And so, and I don't know how that happens, but uh, yeah, so I, I was in there, you know, with my bare hands and I reached in and it was decomposed, you know, foliage that was in there, like these big leaves and stuff like that. So it, it was just like this slime that I would be uh, taking out is so disgusting. I remember that. But it felt uh, good. Did it get, didn't it feel good to get them clean though? Oh, all when that, when I got them clean. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Yeah. And the gutter, it, gutters it weren't nice overflowing feeling. and all that stuff. No, it was, it felt really good. It's so much better doing it when it's super dry, like right now, because everything comes out easier yep. and you don't have as many bugs in there. I feel like there's nothing that they're eating. Basically. I just so, climb up on the roof uh, and get the leaf blower and just blow them out. 
You know, I don't know if you guys ever watch our five o'clock show. At least I always hear the gutter, the gutter commercials. So if you watch the five, maybe they could help you. Gina, and somebody else, Leaf Guard, Gina, <laughs> oh and uh, is it Rob? Ah. I don't know. They talk to each oh, other. And they, you, they're they're waiting for your call. I know that. <laughs> they're great advertisers. My we kids. love them. We love the gutter guard. Of course, my kids know what Leaf Guard is because they've seen that commercial <laughs> so many times, and they keep asking me, "Why aren't we getting that, Daddy?" And I'm like, "Well, you know." Uh, say we, well we, we don't need it right now <laughs> we kind of are because they're kind of paying daddy's paycheck that's how kind it works of, yeah. in the tv business Actually. so we love that's them point. we love we do Guard. we love them they're absolutely great, great product great product folks we highly yeah give them a call we they're waiting a- all right let's move on and i have something we haven't done in a while and that's a city of the week Ooh. Time now for Cities of the Week. All right, so here we go. Are you guys ready? Yes. You guys ready? Y'all set? Jeff, you ready? Mm, okay. I am. All right, here we go. All right, this this uh, city in Oregon has a population of about 2,000 people. Great. Okay. It was founded in 1851 and founded by the town's first postman. And it, the town was first called Eminence. The town was first called Eminence. And it was later changed to Fox's Landing. I'm looking at both of you. And uh, Mark, you don't know yet? Shocking. I have no, no idea. Not yet. No, good. good. Oh, good. Ooh, I like it. Good. All right. Oh, this would probably make you get it, Mark. I don't know about Jeff. But for much of the last quarter of the 20th century, this city was known uh, to the rest of Oregon as home to a nuclear power plant. Oh, there was only one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it uh, it was the only commercial nuclear reactor in the state, and it supplied electricity to Portland and its suburbs starting in 1976. Jeff, do you have any guesses? Because I, I know Mark has it, or I can tell. I have no idea yet. Can you keep the, the information Flowing. I'll keep it flowing. Okay. Uh, let's see here. That uh, nuclear plant was... De- de- wait, wait, wait. Halt. Is, Mark, Does it start up? with R? I'm not going to say it, but is it is that the city? It starts with R? It does start oh, with wait, R. Ahead. Yes, yes. All right. Let's see if Jeff can get it. Okay. The nuclear uh, reactor was closed periodically due to structural problems, and in January of 1993, it was decommissioned after cracks developed in the steam tubes. Not good, right? Uh, and then in, 2000, no. in 2006, the cooling tower was demolished. All right. That closing uh, set off a decline in a number of businesses in the city. There's only one uh, supermarket now in the city. It's a grocery outlet. Okay. You have to go to like. That's a good one, though. You have that to go, is a good one. It is a good one. Do you mean. You have to go now wait. to Klatskanai, St. Helens, and Longview for more of the uh, Do you mean needs that you might have. Grocery, grocery outlet, the bargain market, that one. Yes, I do. Okay, I do. Just making sure. Is this podcast also also brought to you by Grocery Outlet? <laughs> Morgan Market. Uh, okay, let's see here. This is. I think I know it. Really? You do. Go. Well, you kind of gave it away. I think with nearby towns. Okay. What is, is it? it? Rainier. It is Rainier. Yes. Yes. And that was your guess too, right, Mark? Yes, I had forgotten about you the nuclear get- plant, and you could have said the nuclear plant was had the same name as a brand of condom, right? <laughs> yes, it was the Trojan nuclear power plant. <laughs> oh yes, you're God. right. And uh, 
Uh, let's see. The name Rainier was taken from, of course, Mount Rainier in Washington, which can be seen from hills above the city. Uh, it was incorporated in 1881. But isn't that cool that it was first called it, it was an eminence and it was later changed to Fox's Landing. I didn't know those two things. So I thought that was really interesting. There you have it. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, good one. Uh, the weather up there, uh, maybe some cooler nights, but very similar to the you know what you see around here in the Portland metro area. The uh, Portland and Western Railroad does run through Rainier, and Am Amtrak passenger rail service is available across the Columbia River in Kelso, so you can get there via train, too. Good times. Yes. Mark. I got something that I learned about their weather way back when I was in high school and college. Hey, somebody's coming down behind you on the steps. Make sure it's not a, a stranger. Brian. Oh, no, they're gone. Okay. It's my wife. It must just be <laughs> Ashley. I was like, I don't have steps. Um, what I was going to say is, um, so when I was in high school and college, I worked for a frozen foods company. We would drive these pea viners. They're called like pea combines at Woodland, which is kind of across the river from there. I guess it's a little farther south, but it's across the river from Columbia City and Rainier. And um, this has a weather angle. And I worked the overnight shift. And I was amazed down there how every night, most of the night, this northwest wind just blew so hard across it, right up the Columbia River there. And so what happens there is, uh, um, and we see a little bit here in the metro area, that northwest wind we get each afternoon in the warm season. Up there, if you look closely around Kalama, which was right across the river from Rainier, if you look closely, some of those fir trees are flagged like you see in the gorge because that north northwest wind coming right up the Columbia almost every afternoon in the summer has actually deformed those trees. Look closely around Kalama, and that's the only place west of the Cascades where I've seen that. So it's a very consistent uh, northwest wind, and there's a gap there. You see at Kalama, the, the, um, the sea level gap is pretty narrow. It's like a little mini gorge. So there you go. That's your little bit of weather... Uh, weather um, stuff for uh, right up there that little gap i don't know what the kalama gap i guess you call it but the trojan nuclear plant was right there right in that area i love it yeah i love it great little piece of uh, weather knowledge out there awesome awesome stuff what are you guys uh, up to here this coming weekend um well besides work uh just going to enjoy this rain some football football things yes yeah. yes excellent um, but i am in the process of getting well i haven't started yet but i have received like six quotes on the roof. It's getting replaced oh, here soon enough. That's a yeah. that's a big um, that's a big big purchase there. It's it's a big boy purchase. That's right. It's that's the, right. The first big purchase of the house. And Mark <laughs> taught me last year: do not wait on getting your roof replaced. Nope. Is that right, don't Mark. Remember, you don't I want did to mess that, around with that. That was like the wettest period right around Christmas last year. I think December was pretty wet and. Uh, <laughs> Hear all the water. My wife was like, why is there water coming in like three of the front windows? Oh, because we should have replaced the roof like three years ago and it was too cheap and didn't do it. And here's a funny thing to go with. So that's smart. Very smart, Jeffy. So that's getting done this weekend? No. it's. Uh, no. Well, I've got to pick one of the, the quotes, oh. uh, one of the roofing companies and, and go with it. But uh, but they're actually pretty far pushed out. I mean, I think the, the soonest you can get one done right now is like middle of October. We heard. Here's something to add to that. I have a well here, so I contacted the people because it's been so dry and we're in a drought. And I contacted the well people because I use a lot of water in the summer, watering not so much the lawn, but all the flower beds, the berries, the fruit trees, all that stuff. And he said, if you are on a well right now in western Oregon or southwest Washington, you should you should stop watering. Because he said, it's going to take until November for the groundwater, the rains we get the next few weeks. It takes them a long time to get 200 feet down, you know, to seep down in. And he said he's never seen wells. He's got lots of reports of wells going dry. 
Um, and he's never seen that so early. It started in August. So he said, stop watering outside. So I decided, I'm like, okay, the trees will make it till, you know, this weekend when it rains a little bit. So, um, but he's... Have you ever had that issue? Because I no. know you've lived up... That's wild. I think I probably get 60 inches of rain here. I'm kind of in the rainforest. So I've never worried about it, but that's the only time it scared me because it, we had so little in the spring. But he said they are booked out like six or nine months for drilling new wells, which would include if you want your well to go deeper to get more water. So you're not suddenly, if your well goes dry, you're either waiting until, you know, many, many weeks until water starts flowing again, or you're going to be getting water from some other place and bringing it home to do your dishes. And this is wow. not going to be the start of a wet period. Like we go dry after this wet event. So like, don't plan on like wet fall beginning after this. I mean, it actually looks like it's going to warm up too. I haven't really taken the closest look at the models cause I've been off a few days, but, um, I mean, we're, they were, the models were hinting at eighties easily. Wait, 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 wait a minute, Jeff. You just said, I haven't taken the closest look because I've been off for a few days. We know that you are always, always looking. So don't <laughs> tell us you haven't been looking. I, but like I stare for, I mean, it's like the Bible when I'm, uh, when I'm on work shift. So it, it's been a little less. Yeah, I agree. Oh, you're right. I'm looking at the Euro ensembles and maybe a third of them have some sort of measurable, uh, decent precip after this event within the next 16 days. But yeah, that takes us, if I look at the Euro ensembles right now, that takes us to the, the first of October and maybe a third of them have something reasonable. Yeah, you're right. So we're not going. This, we're clearly not going into a long wet period. So yeah, this will just well, this will kind of hold I'm, it off. Hold off the. Uh, you can hold off watering for about a week and hope for some more rain in another week and a half. I've got the uh, the Amer GFS the American model ensembles up too, and it's showing similar. Like maybe some quick little like a few shower periods, but and drizzle. But other than that, this is the big soaker. But the GFS ensemble doesn't take us above eighty at all. Uh, maybe a couple of mid to upper 70s. I don't know. Uh, Euro is probably a little bit warmer. Well, um, that's the GFS. You love that Euro. Oh, you can't go wrong with the Euro. Well, one out of every 10 <laughs> times you can. Hey, uh, how many times have you guys got asked what the winter weather outlook is looking like? Oh, wait. You know what? I actually had somebody from a local ski area email me, and that person said, I heard it's going to be a really severe winter. And remember what I've told you guys in the past that nobody ever emails me in September and October and says, hey, I hear it's going to be a really mild and boring winter. Nobody ever says that. They always say, <laughs> I've heard it's going to be a really bad one. And you know all the... You know what? Yeah. I was at the grocery store today and I walked by the farmer's, uh, farmer's almanac. I almost picked one up. I Almost. You know what? We need to do that uh, maybe next one, next... Uh, next podcast because i did see a forecast i think it was kind of lame there was nothing dramatic about the west coast i don't remember what it said but i was like eh whatever we're gonna we're gonna be back here uh what in a couple of weeks about week a week and a, and a half or so yeah week and a half and we'll have you episode 30 coming up for you and in the meantime just i know uh that you know the rain might ruin some weekend plans and stuff but just in the back of your head just remember that we needed this desperately. So oh, yeah. uh, enjoy that rain. Enjoy, you know, go out and play in it unless there's thunder and lightning. Then don't, don't go play in the rain. It's gotten to the <laughs> point where I, I can't even mow the weeds out there. There aren't yeah. any weeds left on my, my lawn anymore. So um, we're ready for some wet stuff. I, I, I think so. And, and uh, yeah, in the meantime, enjoy the sunshine here for the next oh, day and a half or so. And then uh, here comes the rain. We'll, of course, have you covered on Fox 12 and Fox 12 Plus. And, guys, we'll see you in about a week and a half. How's that sound? Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Bye, everybody. 
Do you have a weather question? Call 503-548-6484 and leave a message. It could be featured on a future episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Head to kptv.com for the latest forecast and weather information for your area.